get it on record. I you knew, stole Denny's coffee? No. I knew chairman of the board. Oh, the Sinatra reference? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're getting ripped on the text line. Oh, are we getting ripped? Yeah. I don't care. I, I'm i not old. I don't need to know what Frank Sinatra's nicknames were. Yeah, it was, it was an easy one. All Frank Sinatra is is road in the city now. Yeah, also... Frank Sinatra was 70 years ago. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't need but to know you, that. But it's Vegas and it's Sinatra. Eh, I'm not from here, so I don't need to know that. <laughs> you go to school here? I've, I did two years in high school <laughs> and nine years in college. Okay. No, seven years in college. But that don't mean anything. I don't need to know anything about Frank Sinatra other than that it's a road here. That it's what? It's a road here. I have well, a couple of his albums. you also need to know that the key name is Sinatra today and we're not getting many of them. Well, that too. Text in Sinatra, and you might you win. Might win two thousand dollars. Yeah, that could happen. If it helps, I have a couple of his vinyls. Oh, Danny should go. know more than there me. You yeah, there you go. It doesn't well, you mean I know nicknames. Couldn't name a song that Frank Sinatra sang. Sure, you could. I can't. <laughs> not off the top. I could name a song by Luke Berryhill, but not Frank oh, yeah. Sinatra. Yeah. Hey, did you did you silence? You put you put us on to uh, uh, the tweet that said it's a good song yesterday, right? Yeah, oh, I said that. I, I sent one of the Astros beat writers tweeted out that Luke Berry Hill's song is actually pretty good or something like that. By the way, I have contacted Astros communications department to get Luke Berry Hill on the show get to Luke only Berry talk Hill. about his country music career and what it was like to sing to Justin. That Verlander. is that is true. That is what I actually want to know. Did Verlander actually appreciate getting serenaded by so Luke I, Berry Hill? I have an email out to their communications department. Those are great. That's that's another great question. Clark County commissioners did not discuss F one yesterday. There was a Clark County commissioners meeting yesterday. Initially, there was a an agenda item to talk about F one. Uh, if you've been paying attention, one of the Clark County commissioners, Dick Sagerblom, came out and said that they don't have a contract for F one, but yet F one was here last year and they're planning to be here again. And the Clark County commissioners don't understand what power they have over F one. But they didn't even talk about it at their meeting yesterday. So who knows when they're going to talk about F1. Probably not until after they're in the suites for race number two in I was going to say, until they're getting uh, first-class treatment again. Yeah. When do they get those suite tickets yeah. again? That's Maybe that's what they need before they talk about F1. But uh, who knows what they're going to do. But Clark County Commissioner is still not happy with F1. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty detailed question. Uh... Guess who plays soccer tonight? Messi. Lionel Messi. MLS season kicks off tonight. Enter Miami plays Real Salt Lake. First game of the year. Messi is back. Uh, but the fun story in Major League Soccer right now is that they are going to have replacement refs because the union they on strike? that the referees have uh, have basically locked themselves out over a CBA that they have yet to sign with Major League Soccer. Okay. Apparently, according to the story in The Athletic, 98.5% of the refs in the union voted for the ref lockout. For the lockout? So this is damn near unanimous for the referees. So what level will these referees be from? I College? have no idea. College? I'm kind of expecting Adam Candy to be out there calling Lionel Messi playing in Major League Soccer. I do not know where the replacement refs are coming from, but... Replacement referees, Major League Soccer, Lionel Messi. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Messi's going to be looking at some guy who can't run the l- entire length of the field. Being like, We last week did Palaverde versus Shadow Ridge. <laughs> it's going to be great. But Messi's back playing in Major League Soccer. You sense any give up in the locker room? Hell no. 
kind of questions that Phil. The college football playoff has confirmed the format for the upcoming season, going to 12 teams. The new format will be the 5 plus 7 model, which means five the five highest ranked conference champions and then the next seven highest ranked at large teams will make up the 12 team playoff that means a group of five team is guaranteed to be in the mm -hmm. college football playoff because you will have the four conference champions then, from the big 12 acc highest, sec and big 10 the highest group of five and then presumably the winner of say the aac or the mountain west or conference usa whatever conference it is it has the highest ranked g5 champion will make it um teams the the teams that get the buy so one two three and four will get the first round buys those will all be conference champions so there is a chance that if like the big 12 champion is a eight and four upset situation and Boise State goes undefeated in the Mountain West. That a Mountain West team could get a bye right. as one of the top four seeds in the college football playoffs. So not only is there a chance you're in, there is a chance you actually get a top four seed. Now, I don't know all of the conferences' championship game format, but most of them, I believe, are going to – like they're not going to have divisional champs. They're doing number one versus number two in the entire conference. So most power conferences will probably have a 10-2 and two at worst team. Right. In their conference champion, we're probably not going to have. Well, they won the Big 12 South at eight and four, or something like that. So it's still unlikely, but there is a chance a group of five team could get that. Also fun: Notre Dame cannot get one of the top four seats. Boy, they're forcing these guys into a conference. God, and they should. They should. It's you don't get to be happen. independent just because we've been independent for it's so long. Get your ass in a conference. So Notre Dame, best seed they can get is a five. Even if they're the best team in right. the country and everybody knows it, they can still only be a five. Yeah, it's a good question. The Lady Rebels are in Wyoming tonight, 5.30 start time. This would actually be one of the more, uh, I'll say, acceptable losses for UNLV as far as the NCAA tournament and selection committee goes. Because Wyoming is 110 in net, which isn't good, but it's not terrible. And it's on the road. So this would be one of the more understandable losses. Uh, UNLV, still I would expect them to win this game. They have a three-game lead on Wyoming and New Mexico for the lead in the Mountain West. So even if they were to lose this one, they're not in any danger of losing the one seed in the conference. Uh, but they play Wyoming tonight as they are on their path to another Mountain West And title. guess what? It's at a normal time. Oh, they're not starting at 9 p.m. local at time? 9 in Laramie. 5.30 start time for the Lady Rebels. 8 o'clock start time for the men, which is 9.30 in Colorado. <laughs> Ballot question for sure. Creighton beat number one UConn 85 to 66. Blew them out yesterday. UConn did make a little bit of a run in the second half, but never actually got all the way back, and then Creighton ran away from them. So, what that means, Ed, is by transitive property, UNLV is better than UConn because <laughs> UNLV beat Creighton and Creighton beat UConn, but also by transitive property, UNLV is worse than Valpo, who is 6-21 on the year, because Air Force beat UNLV and Valpo beat Air Force. So UNLV is both better than the best team in the country and, and worse than, than like a, a 320 team, team yeah. in Valpo. What a team they are. I also think it just means Valpo should be in the NCAA tournament. It means Kevin Kruger's got a team of balance. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of balance on that team. 
he could be really good and really yeah, bad. Yeah, really in the middle. It's like a middle <laughs> team. Uh, and and, and I, I understand the question. Joe Flacco says he wants to play in 2024. Flacco is 39 years old. He uh, went 4-1 and one as the Browns starter. His quarterback rating, small sample size obviously, but his quarterback rating was actually the third highest of his career in his time with the Browns last year. Joe Flacco, is he going to start at quarterback in the NFL? Joe Flacco is probably one of the better free agents out there. We've gone through the free agent list, right? And we've gone through who, you know, because we're talking about the Raiders and who they could bring him. not saying bring in Joe Flacco. Oh, let's say it. Bring him in. Is he a Raider? Yeah, probably. Well, the, anyone they bring in is a Raider right. at this point until they cut him. And then yes. he's not a Raider. C- complete honesty. Not just because I think it would be funny. If the Raiders don't draft a quarterback, I would have no problem with them bringing in Joe Flacco as the other quarterback with Aiden O'Connell. Uh, he'd start over Aiden O'Connell. I would assume so. O'Connell's he'd start over not Aiden good. O'Connell. But like, I if if they don't draft a quarterback because you know they can't trade up and they don't like McCarthy or Penix or right Knicks or whoever, or whoever there. they're going to have to add somebody. Yeah, well, and, according to Antonio Pierce, <laughs> every time he talks, and the options right are Gardner Minshew, it's Jameis Winston, it's Jacoby Brissett, right? I'd have no problem if they said we're giving Joe Flacco a one-year deal. We're going to pay him nine million dollars. One-year deal, he's coming in. I don't even care if they say he's competing with Aiden O'Connell. I expect him to win that competition, right. but he's going to come in. Right. He's going to compete with Aiden O'Connell. All right. I don't I don't hate that because if you're not drafting one, the free agent options are kind of eh. eh. So I'd much rather give Flacco a one-year deal for $9 million than like a two- or three-year deal to Gardner Minshew or Jameis. Well, I want Jameis on the team for entertainment sakes. Not necessarily good to win, but I want him on the team just for the fun of it. But I'd have no problem if Flacco actually played quarterback for the Raiders next season. I think it'd be funny. It would be quite funny. I'd enjoy it quite a bit, especially if it was like, this guy's better than any quarterback they've had in two decades. Exactly. <laughs> next question. All right. We didn't get to this story uh, last week, but Ryan Grubb is going to be the Seahawks offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator at Washington, the Huskies. He left to go become the offensive coordinator at Alabama when Kalen DeBoer took the head coaching job at Alabama. But now, same offseason, the Seattle Seahawks offered him their offensive coordinator position, and he took it. So he pulled a Bobby Petrino. Yeah. Was there for like two seconds. Yeah. Um, but, well, Bobby Petrino went to a, a bigger conference and a better team, so, and it was, but it was still in college. This guy's going to the NFL, so... I'm not going to rip him too much if he goes to the NFL. I am. You know why? Really? Because they waited. Here, here's how it works in college football. There are two. There are, are the three. There's two or three windows for transfer portals. You can't just put your name in the portal at any time. There's like nobody can put their name in the portal right now. But there are some exceptions, and that is if your head coach leaves, takes a new job, or gets fired, a 30-day window opens for that school. So in the case of Alabama, Saban gone. There's an extra 30 days that Alabama players could put their name in the transfer portal. Some the did, C- by the way. The Seahawks in Alabama waited until the day that 30-day window closed for him to take the coordinator job with the Seahawks. That 30-day window mean, doesn't open for offensive coordinator. It only opens if the head coach Right. Seahawks so if, waited until the last day to call him? No, no. They, the they had already agreed that he 
is going to be the head, uh, the offensive coordinator. They just waited to actually announce it, make it official, until so after that kids, deadline. the kids didn't know. So if anybody went to Alabama because, because of him. Ryan Grubb was recruiting them, they could not then go okay. in the portal I'll after blame him Grubb for that. Left. Yes. I'll blame him for that. 100%. For sure. yeah. The day after that, they announced he was yeah. the new offensive coordinator. Coaches suck. Well, coaches are jokes in terms of the loyalty yes. with kids. Then they turn around and yes. complain that these kids want to hit the transfer portal yes, when they're exactly. screwing kids, intentionally yeah. screwing them, by pulling whatever the hell Ryan Grubb did. I don't blame him for moving to oh. any of those jobs, right? but you can't turn around and complain at any point that, ah, these kids aren't loyal. Oh, no, and they've been doing that forever. Right, especially when you intentionally delay going to the Seahawks for the portal to shut so you can help out Kalen DeBoer because you're like, uh-oh, he already lost a whole bunch of kids because nobody wanted to play for him. They wanted to play for Saban. I right. better stop the bleeding as much as right. I can and cut it off now. Coaches suck. Coming up next, we'll get into the Raiders. Yeah, sure. I think we're going to see a lot of teams want to move up, but it, it takes two to pull right. that off, right? And I think where we're at right now, you know, with the with one overall being the Chicago Bears, two being the Washington Commanders, three being the New England Patriots, all three of those teams, if we lined them up, would say their biggest need is without a doubt the quarterback position. So, you know, you might have a Minnesota Vikings or a Las Vegas Raiders that want to move up and get their franchise quarterback, but those three teams at the top don't have a lot of incentive to move back. So you get into a spot where you better make a dang good offer. If you want to try to get to one, two, or three, uh, you're going to be overpaying because we know Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and Drake May are, are very, very likely to come off the board in some order within those three picks. You're on the elevator up to the press box with Graney and Bischoff. Who was that, Danny? Uh, that was Matt Miller on Game Night with Q the other night. Uh, Q on ESPN National. Absolutely. Um, Q does a lot of shows. He's a workaholic. He does do a lot kid, of shows. That kid never stops. Yeah, it's quite a bit. Quite a <laughs> it's, lot of shows. it's a lot. And on top of his shows, he also does spots at places around the country, yeah. like Collins. Does he drink Dunkin' Donuts coffee? Does anybody throw his away? No, no he's a rock no star guy. No, nah, he's a star. No one's touching Q's coffee. I do need to read a text from our text line. Uh, Joe said, Tark talk, park take, tail, Ed sucks. It's <laughs> an old take, Joe. Come up with something new. Joe likes me. He said, oh, Tyler is great. I, yeah. A big fan, Joe. See, yesterday. T- Joe's like Tyler's I, best friend, and we don't know. And I was left out of it. I kind of feel Joe by the wayside. Joe does one of these fake horses things with Tyler. No, my friends would hate me more than they would hate either of you. <laughs> if my friends were texting in, they'd say, I suck. <laughs> Guaranteed that. I don't know why right, Joe So we know Joe. Great. We know you and Joe aren't friends. Yeah, I've never met Joe before. So it's great. Sounds like he wants to meet you. Apparently. I know a guy named Joe. <laughs> I mean, most people do. Him? Most people know Joe Covington. Joe. Are you out there texting? <laughs> no, he's got. He doesn't have a seven hundred two. This Joe guy. So. Yeah, I like Joe. Joe's pretty good. Big fan of Joe. Um, Bad take, Joe. <laughs> he so, does have a new take, though. Oh yeah, something about Jordan Love. We're not even. We're not worried about Jordan Love's even, contract nobody today. Cares about that. We are worried about what uh, somebody named Ed Groney wrote. Ed Graney wrote. Ed Groney. Ed Groney. Uh, which, by the way, I just read Ed Graney sucks. But uh, the Raiders need to trade for a top three pick. Someone named Ed Graney wrote, if it's three first-round picks, four, three with a star player attached, whatever, this is the moment the Raiders need to grasp. This is it, man. you got to get up and get one. I don't care who they give up. Can they get up and get one? That's the that that's a different question. Like, yeah. is it like is it possible? They should or can they? Right. Like, is it even possible that one of those top three teams will trade off? Maybe of the, the Patriots. Picks? Are they going to? 
That's the question. I don't. I mean, it would have to be. Wouldn't you think it'd be even the Patriots at number three if you fell in love? Here's the other thing. I don't know. I don't know if Jaden Daniels is really going three. He might go two. Yeah. What? He might whatever go two. order it is. I have a hard time believing any of those top three are actually moving off of their picks. Because if if you're the Patriots, well, you need a quarterback. Well, yeah. What do you What are you going to do with the quarterback position if you don't draft? Right. We We just saw that team. What was the stat? They gave up like 16 points over the course of two games and lost mm-hmm. both of them. What What are they going to draft? Another corner? Say, all right, we got to give up only three points today, boys. No, they need to draft a quarterback. Because they benched Mac Jones for Bailey. So Zach. you don't think there's anything that come off on it for in terms of offers? I mean, if I'm the Patriots, no. I, 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 I mean, listen. If the Raiders called him up and said we've got seven first round picks for you, then yes, I'm going to trade it for seven first round picks. But if you call me up and offer three firsts, three and Crosby, I don't think I'm taking that. Yeah. I, I, I need a quarterback. Like the whole the way we're talking about the Raiders needing a quarterback, that's also the Patriots. Oh, it's also those top three teams. Yeah. The, the way we talk about how the hell do the Raiders catch the Chiefs? How do they win the division or make themselves real contenders while Mahomes is here? The Patriots have the same question with Josh Allen in that division. Same exact situation, except you know, Allen's, what, a little worse than Mahomes? Right. But the Patriots have the top three pick. Because I'd put it to you this way. If the Raiders had the third pick, what would it take for you to trade off of that third pick? If I'm the Raiders, uh, seven for seven first, seven right? Because at that point you'd be like, all right, we'd be stupid not to take seven or something ludicrous. But that's how those teams. The only one that would make any sense is if the Bears actually thought Justin Fields could be a legitimate starting quarterback. If for whatever reason they were like, we think he can do it, and we will take the sixth round for six first round picks, then they would make a little bit of sense. But I think that would be foolish I think you've seen enough from Fields to know he's not going to be a superstar he might get better than what he's been new coordinator whatever but he's not going to be the guy that wins you the Super Bowl type guy I I think it'd be foolish so I just I would I'm with you three first round picks in Crosby in a heartbeat I'm trading that to get into those top three picks I just don't know that those teams will do it I I just I like if you're the Patriots I have a hard time believing you're going to say all right Mac Jones again or we can do this with Gardner Minshew because we traded out, got a few extra first round picks. I just, um, unless they look um, like maybe on draft day, like the Patriots have scouted and they're like, we hate Drake May. We think Drake May is going to be terrible. Right. And Jaden Daniels, and goes, Daniels two. goes two. And they're like, oh, God, May sucks. Let's find a trade right. partner. Maybe. But even then, I think you just take May. I think you say, oh, we're taking a shot here. And say we got to hope we get the quarterback right. Well, that makes the most sense. Yeah. In terms of not coming off it, but if I'm the Raiders, I make the call. I do too. And I just start floating stuff. I've, I would have called. I'd be calling them every day. Right. Until they block my number and say, yeah. "What about today? How are you feeling yeah. about today? Do you guys, do you guys know this Hunter Renfro guy? You want him thrown in? <laughs> we'll, get, we'll throw him <laughs> in as well. He's gonna be thrown in somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like I every day, I'd be calling him because here's the other part that I'm curious to see with Antonio Pierce. Is his tenure going to be directly tied to the quarterback they choose this offseason? If you listen to Antonio Pierce, it is because, again, like I said earlier, he can't go on a podcast or talk to a reporter without saying they need to upgrade a quarterback. Yeah, which they do. But like here, here's the hypothetical. Let's say they draft – we'll just say they draft Bo Nix 
and that's at thirteen, right? And they just Bo Nix is the starting quarterback this year. And let's say the Raiders have like the tenth best defense in football. Bo Nix is not very good. They miss the playoffs. Next year, same thing. Their defense is roughly the tenth best. Bo Nix is not very good, and they sort of are like, all right, Bo Nix is not going to work out. Does Antonio Pierce get this another chance to get another quarterback, or would they say you missed? That's it. We're going to find a new head coach. Well, is it Antonio Pierce at that point, or is it Tom Telesco, or both, or maybe? both? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that's that's what I'm curious because the whole idea from the coach's standpoint of I need a quarterback is I need to be able to win as soon as right, possible. Right now, I need to is, win right now. But I am really curious long term how tied is Antonio Pierce to whatever quarterback he picks this offseason? Because what if he picks Gardner Minshew and they go nine and eight? Like they're not and bad miss. and miss the playoffs a couple of times, but they're clearly not bad. Does he then get a chance after two years of Gardner Minshew and mediocrity to say, all right, now let's draft a quarterback at 13 because that's where they'll be picking again. Like, I'm just curious how many, I guess my main question, how many chances does Antonio Pierce get at a quarterback? How many head coaches does Mark Davis want to pay? He didn't want I mean, to pay Cliff Kingsbury three years as an exactly. offensive coordinator. So <laughs> not many. Um, but that's, I mean, as far as the the quarterback decision goes, I'm from the coaching standpoint. I wonder how tied they are to this decision and their actual tenure. Here. One of the things that fascinates me fascinates me the most. We talked about it with the running back in terms of this could be the first kind of contentious disagreement between the two. Is really who has the power here? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Antonio Pierce is. If you listen to him in all these interviews, it seems like he has a lot of it. Right. Um, it could be like you said yesterday, though. It could just be tough talk. Yeah, it just, uh, who knows? That's just how he's that's talking. That's how he talks. When he goes back, it's Telesco saying, "Now nah, we're not doing right. that," and that's and that's maybe how Telesco has the power. I would guess, and I doubt they might not agree on what they would be willing to give up, but I would guess both Telesco and Pierce would both agree on being aggressive to get up into the top three. I would like, think that. Now, I would think they would. I but. would assume Pierce would be uh, no deal if Crosby were part of the trade, right? Telesco, I have no idea. Maybe he would think no deal as well because Crosby is great, really good. But I'm guessing there might be some disagreements on what they'd be willing to give up. But I bet they're both kind of on the same page. Is okay. We're going to. What can need, we do to get right. up there and get one of those three quarterbacks? We need to be aggressive. We know this might cost us three first round picks or more. What can we do to do that? And and the answer might be nothing. At the end of the right. day, it might genuinely be nothing. Oh, Can't and by it. the way, the other problem here for the Raiders. The Falcons need a quarterback. The Broncos need a quarterback. Well, that's that's the other thing. Everyone's talking about J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix. They could be gone. Yeah. Oh, they could, yes. They could easily be Raiders could be, be drafting a 13 with five quarterbacks right. off the board. exactly. I would be surprised if that happens. I would guess most teams just pivot to a different position. But, yeah, it's possible that they're drafting the sixth-best quarterback right. at 13 overall because other teams need it. But also, if you're the Falcons, I don't listen to Atlanta Sports Radio, but I have to imagine a lot of people there having the same exact conversation yes, we're having. About saying, how can you get into the top three? How do you get to three? How many picks you willing to give up to get to yeah. three? How do you get there? How do you get there? Same in Denver, because that's what the answer should be, is we need that quarterback position. Can we get to three? So there are going to be other teams in this sort of mix, I guess, that would have the same conversation as the yeah. Raiders. And if it, let's say, for example, the Patriots are like, all right, we will trade out of it. They might... They might simply take Atlanta's deal because their first-round pick is six picks higher this year right. than the Raiders and say, well, that's, oh, absolutely. that's better. Yeah, it's that's a better first-round pick. Slightly better, so we're going to take that yeah. instead. All right, coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show.
He once flew across the country to attend a parade. He thinks cake is better than pie. Yahoo Sports' Jason Fitz joins the press box to air his grievances about the Raiders. Hello, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hi, how's everybody doing? Good, good. Uh, two of us are doing very well. Danny is not, and I will tell you why. Danny, every morning, gets a Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and he gets here mm. He gets here before us. He puts it, it's a nice coffee, puts it in the fridge, and then waits to drink it once our show actually starts. Uh, so he got here early, put his coffee in the fridge, went and did whatever he does before the show to get ready, and then when he came back to grab it, it was gone. It was not in the fridge anymore. We eventually found out that somebody from one of our rock stations next door decided they were going to clean out the fridge this morning and threw his full coffee in the trash. Okay, but but why would you throw a full coffee? <laughs> right. Like it's a nice coffee that still has ice in it, presumably too. Oh, right? yeah. Like because it hasn't been sitting in there so long ago that it's not ice. I, <laughs> I I don't I don't understand this. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, Danny is without coffee this morning, and it's it's the angriest I have seen him uh, since doing our show together. It is quite the bummer. Did did said person from the rock station uh, offer to buy you a replacement coffee at any point? Yes, I received an email about five minutes after I talked to this person, and they said that they will bring me a new coffee and asked what my order was. Okay, I mean, that that's, look, I mean, that's, that's at least something. It doesn't help you in this immediate moment, but it's at least something. I, yes. I, I mean, I don't know, I just feel like that. that's kind of a, a weird thing to do, and by the way, like I have recently been in your studios. I was there, you know, in the wee hours of the morning uh, on Super Bowl weekend, uh, you know, doing my, my show on Fox Sports. And uh, I, I'll say, like, that kitchen's nice. And I didn't, I don't remember looking at it and thinking, wow, this thing needs to be cleaned out. Like, there was no, like, oh, wow, what's that smell? So, like, I, I don't, it feels like an aggressive cleaner outer in, in this process. We got to figure that out. Listen, Jason, maybe it was so nice is because it gets cleaned out every morning. Exactly. I mean, that is. Look, I'll also be honest. I was pretty lucky in the timing. Like, uh, I was coming in right after Q had put all the snacks from uh, Media Row at the Super Bowl on a big table in there. So I'm telling you, man, like 3 a.m. Saturday morning, I was just gorging on some Skittles. It was a, it was a delight. Really helped me get through that early uh, show, which was also weird because as I got up to, to taxi to the studio so I could do the show. I saw my friends texting me being like, oh, man, Shaq's not even going out until 4 a.m. Come hang out. And I'm like, I got a radio show to do. So <laughs> I, it's very weird. The dynamic of West Coast timing when you're living in East Coast life is very weird, by the way. Fun, fun fact. Also, we're going to do this live on air. Danny, do we have an update on our Bunt Cake possible sponsorship? Uh, I have reached out to my people at Bunt Cake, and they are supposed to be getting me in touch with the uh, regional person. Okay, so hopefully we get a nothing Bunt Cake sponsorship for our Jason Fitz uh, interview every week. It would be very good if we could get that done. But uh, hopefully we've got an end. Danny, uh, without coffee, has his foot in the door at nothing Bunt Cake. Yes. This is going to go well. Uh, Danny, be sure to let them know that not only do I appreciate the individual mini Bunts, which are delight and the perfect balance between cake and cream cheese frosting but they also make a delightful gluten-free if you have somebody in your life that needs to go gluten-free i do i have a friend that absolutely has to always eat gluten-free and one of the places i know i can go to is nothing but cake because it's every bit as delicious there's no quality drop off they love them i love them look at nothing but cake no matter what your dietary needs are what, look at what, that. what a professional there's, there's no way daddy just just cut that 
I and might. send it to them. Like, did you hear that? That was better. When I get scripts to read, that was better than when I get actual scripts from companies to read commercials. I might have to pull that and yes. send it to my guy and see if we could push this along faster. Yes. That's phenomenal from Jason Fitz. Anything for cake. Uh, ask ask Jason your question. Oh, yes. I don't know what you want to ask uh, him. But I did have him. a question, something that I saw you post on uh, Twitter over the weekend. A, were you able to figure out your YouTube live or YouTube TV issues? And B, what were you trying to watch on the Game Show Network? Okay, America Says was on the Game Show Network, which is, uh, look, uh, I, guilty pleasure for me is just turning on the Game Show Network and letting God take over. Okay, that's just, that's <laughs> yep. something, you, you just got to let that happen, all right? Absolutely. And so, you know, I may, may or may not have had a lounge about day where I wanted to watch Game Show Network. And the funny thing is, like this is, I, I tweeted because I, I went to YouTube, I went to every site that I could find through the app. I went to every possible way, and there's no easy way. I'm, I'm relatively new. I, I just started YouTube TV before football season, and I'm relatively new to some of these processes. But I've got several TVs in the house, humble brag. Uh, there's only one TV, and it's my main TV that's locking up. And so the, the funny thing is I, I tweet about this. And then everybody starts commenting on it, and I started getting DMs. They're like, you need to plug it into your Wi-Fi. You've got a Wi-Fi issue. And I'm like, I do not have a Wi-Fi issue if I can turn one channel over and it's working completely fine. But then I go to the Game Show Network, and Pop was, Pop wasn't working, so I couldn't even get to a Law & Order marathon. Like, I, you know, Sundance wasn't working. Well, I mean, I, what do I do? What I like, there are very few guilty pleasures I have. The Game Show Network in America says is definitely – one of them, also a big Family Feud guy. Uh, uh, you know, the, the what's the one where uh, they Chain Reaction? Like, I want to be on Chain Reaction. That show, they get stupid people on that show. I don't know how people go, like what it takes to qualify on that. I could do better than that. So yeah, Game Show Network hit me up. By the way, I can't remember what the exact name of it is, and I could be saying it without even knowing it. But the uh, the Whammy or No Whammy show oh. that was fantastic. Wait, do they make new ones of that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh. Press your luck. Yeah. Yes. Press your luck. And by the way, press your luck. Uh, one of my best friends in the world was on a few weeks ago, and I had no idea. I had no idea. Wait, they did... taped it like two years ago, and he couldn't tell anybody. And so all of a sudden, like he goes to social media, is like, I'm on Press Your Luck tonight. And I was like, what? And then, of course, and the, the minute I found out he was on it, I was like, you know he like went for it when he didn't need to, which is exactly what he did, and he lost everything. <laughs> so there you go. Hold on, hold on. Press Your Luck on the Game Show Network? Yeah. You can't talk about it? Yeah, well, okay, so... Uh, it, he was on the uh, the the main uh, whatever network broadcast at ABC. I don't know. He was on like the main broadcast of it. The, so the prime time. But yeah, you can't. Um, yeah, I, so I only know this because I I've had people in my life go through this process with game shows. Uh, fun fact on game shows is that uh, they take them long in advance often, and uh, you don't get paid until they actually air the game show. That's in the contract. So for everybody that says. You know what? I'm going to go on this game show, and if I win ten thousand dollars, I'll just take the money because I need it. Well, if you're not entertaining and you just take the money, they just simply don't air the show. And if they don't air the show, they never have to pay you. So, and they don't pay you until so. Like uh, another friend that that won a car on Price Is Right, but it took a year and a half for that to actually air, and then like they have six months to a year after that to pay the the car out. So it was actually like two years after. They got essentially a credit amount, and they could go to the local dealership that sold that car and either choose the car, like anything up to that value is the way it actually paid out. So, you know, fun fact, like I, I got more game show knowledge than you would ever want. I, look, if my future as a game show host could be bright, but everybody wants that. It's the easiest job in the world. Have you seen the floor? 
No, oh, no, I haven't. With I've Rob seen the Lowe. ads for The Floor, but I haven't watched it. Is okay. it any good? It's very good. The Floor is very good. No. What, what, what is it? I don't think I've heard it's of it. It's a brand new game show. What do you on, do on Tuesday on nights? You go head-to-head. It's really long to explain. You go head-to-head on certain <laughs> topics, and they show you screenshots of this topic, and you have to name it. Like sports <laughs> movies. You're going to one, one, you and I would play Hoosiers. I'd say Hoosiers. You'd okay. say, you know, you know, Bull Durham. And you go yeah. back and forth, and you each have 45 seconds. You can pass, but it takes three seconds away every time you pass, and whoever gets to zero first loses. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's good. good. Mm. It's good. It's good. Right. Well, yeah. don't go on it. You won't be able to talk about it for two years. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you win some money, I guess. Yeah. I did. I knew there were the whole NDAs for like getting payout and stuff like that, mainly for like a show like Survivor, where people are actually invested for a whole season, not just one episode, what random guy wins. I did not know if they chose not to air it, you just didn't get any of the prize. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, uh, I, you know, several years ago, uh, one of my friends was asked to do deal or no deal, and uh, they brought you know their crew with them. That, so, like, you get to the final round of auditions for deal or no deal, you bring the people that would come with you. So he asked me to come, and I was standing there the whole time, and he was like, should I take it, should I not take it? And me being me, I'm like, well, look at the probability. Like, you got this many things ahead, this many things below, maybe take the money, you could probably use it. And the producers kept looking at me, and they're like, no, we don't want logic. Like, talk with your heart. I'm like, that's stupid. But it turns out he didn't get asked. To, like, that was the, the round he was disqualified from. So to this day, he blames me for yeah, not being entertaining enough to get him on deal or no deal, which is probably pretty fair. That's fair. I would blame you, too. I saw a TikTok from a cruise ship where they have the people on the cruise play deal or no deal. Now it's for, like... $2,000 is the grand prize or something like that. There's a lot of boxes with like $5 there. I want to do that so badly. I don't want to go on a cruise, but I want to play mock deal or no deal. That'd be great. Yeah, look, I'd be all in. And, and I, by the way, I feel this to my core because I specifically during Super Bowl week went to the Hell's Kitchen at Caesars because I watch Hell's Kitchen religiously, right? <laughs> and this season's winner uh, got the, the prize was the head chef at Hell's Kitchen. So I go in and I'm super excited and everybody sits down at the table. And the first thing I asked, because it was a zoo in there, I asked the waiter, I'm like, Ooh, is the winner of this season on? And he tells me, and they're like, like, look, just revealing all the secrets. He said, yeah, they, they actually filmed that season that we just saw almost two years ago. And the chef has a certain amount of time to make a decision on whether they actually want to take the job or whether they just want to take a cash payout. And that chef has not yet made the decision. So they hope to know if he's going to be starting soon, but they have no idea. So, like, here I am, only, like, a month away from uh, having watched the winner, and I thought, man, he's going to be yelling in the past at people, and there's something about, I'm going to order Beef Wellington just so I can hear him yell something at somebody, and he wasn't even in there. There you go. He wasn't even there. All right, Jason, this was our best interview ever. This was ever. awesome. This was awesome. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is awesome. nothing's real except for nothing but cake, which That's is real right. and delightful. Go eat it. Oh, yeah. Jason Fitz. Danny, you got to get this hooked up for us. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Thanks, boys. Oh, he wants that. He wants that more than I want that. Did you see this text from Tevin? Uh-uh. What's this text one say? Nothing but cake founded here in Vegas. Yep. One of the founders owns the location on Sahara and Centennial Hills. Reach out. I'm assuming that's who Danny reached out to. Is that who you to. reached out to? I, I reached you out, reach out to, to corporate. I reached out to one of my former roommates who works uh, high up in Nothing Bunt Cake. He helps open stores. I was under the impression Nothing Bunt Cake was only in Las Vegas. You're no. telling me they're oh, all over true? the place? No, my my buddy that I reached out to, he helped open, I think, three or four stores in the Salt Lake area. Okay. Look at that. Branching yeah. out. Yeah, I had not heard of it until I moved. But yeah, here, I, so I, just... I know the family that started it. 
Well, Jason, this this should be an automatic. They game. don't even need to write script. Jason no. Fitz is ready to go. He's promoting their gluten free options. Yeah, this guy's well, incredible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it and yes. I'll send it to them. And see what they say. They also might be like, we don't need to give them any money. They're already doing it I for know, us. They, every week they're talking <laughs> about this. They're taking bun cakes into the studio. All right, coming up next, we're gonna get into the NBA because Doc Rivers can't stop making excuses. From the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is the Press Box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Man, Doc Rivers is full of excuses. Yeah, did you see, uh, quickly, did you see J.J. Reddick go after him? Yeah, and, then, that was pretty, and then people that attacked was J.J. Reddick. And then the people all over J.J. Reddick. Pat Beverly attacked J.J. Yeah. Reddick. Austin Rivers attacked J.J. Reddick. Well, you knew that was going to happen because it was his son. son. So... Doc Rivers, before the All-Star game, told Fox Sports, uh, your own Weitzman wrote the story, taking a job when you're about to go on the toughest road trip of the season is not the smartest decision. I even told them that, can we wait till All-Star break? It would have been a lot nicer. Just throwing the other coach under the bus, like, let that bum lose more games before I come in and get it after the All-Star break. The Bucks are 3-7 and seven under Doc Rivers. Since firing Adrian Griffin and hiring Doc Rivers, and he's now saying, "Yeah, I really wanted to wait till after the All Star break because the schedule was, was too easier. difficult." The Bucks are supposed to be contending for the right. NBA championship. The idea that there is a stretch of their schedule that is too difficult for Doc Rivers to coach. What? What? Why? Is, he should be fired for that, right? Yeah, I mean, this guy—he's always made excuses, though. Right, and it's, then he's been his whole his whole career. He went on Sirius, and he said that when Milwaukee asked him to be their head coach, he said, "I told Bucks ownership, I don't understand why you're doing this." He should be fired for that statement alone. <laughs> like clearly, it it sounds like he didn't want the job, and they kind of forced him to take it. Well, there was like, well, if you're gonna give me that much money, yeah, I guess I'll say yeah. yes. He got paid. By another team, which he can whine and make excuses for another team. Are they okay? When they made the change, we laughed about it. It's pretty stupid, right? Why you hire and you're here to win the title, and you're hiring the guy who hasn't been out of the second round in like a decade. Are they going to get better, or are they going to be a disaster the entire time he's there, and he's just going to keep making excuses? I mean, the more excuses he makes, the more you think that it's going to be a disaster, right? right? They they can't get better under him. <laughs> I think he's I mean, gonna. They're going to be a disaster this year, and then in the off season, he's going to say, "Well, I got to have an off season with this team, so we're going to do better next year." What's Mike Budenholzer doing? Can they bring him back? Can they go to it? Can they? Can, where's he? Can they fire Doc Rivers? Like genuinely. Could they do that? I don't know if they would after bringing him in. I think he comes back next year. I, I, they could. I just don't know if they would after bringing him in like that. I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't. Right, but like, would would an organization bring him in? Admit to making such a bad decision so quickly. No, probably and not. fire him like now, probably or not. two no. weeks from no. now. No. I they'll probably give him through next season before no, they make a decision. I don't think he's back next year. Oh yes, he is. Unless I don't think he, he's back next year. Unless he chooses to not come back, they give him a three and a half year contract. I don't think he's back next year. Well, if they flame out like in the first round, I could see him moving on. I uh, yeah. Like if they just completely fall apart and and Giannis steps in 
And Giannis starts talking about it, although Giannis already stepped in one time for a coach, and this is who he got. Right. I just I, – I can't imagine he's back next year. They're bad. They're bad now. He's making excuses about everything. He also gave the quote – I think it was their last game they lost before the All-Star break, saying, yeah, I had some guys in Cancun already. The guy, the guy is throwing everybody under the bus. He's been there for yeah. 10 games. And it's everybody's fault but his. That's like, what J.J. Ah. Reddick said. Right. And that yeah. was Yeah, that's what his criticism was, well, that Doc never, he always takes, never the, takes blame. Yeah, that it's always somebody else's fault and all that. But, like, they, they can't let this go on. If they, How bad would they have to be over the next, like, three weeks to actually fire him in season? Well, they're eight back with, and they're in, what, third or fourth? I think they're in but, fourth. But they're eight back now, having lost a couple of straight. They'd um, probably have straight. to fall to the play-in games. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if they fell to the play-in? They fall to like eight, nine. They are how far away? Oh wow, they're only four and a half ahead of the Heat for the last. Like they're only four and a half out without falling to the play-in. Yeah, if they if they let the Heat catch four and a half games on them, they'd be in the play-in. Obviously, Indy, Philly, New York would have to do that right. as well. But this would be great, quite great, quite great. I mean, we could see it happen <laughs> with the way things are going. <laughs> I mean. When Doc first came on, everyone made the jokes of, oh, this is a guy who can never get over game seven. He's only got – Can't get out of the second one, round. Yeah, he's only got one championship with all of the great teams that he's had. I don't think anyone saw them being this bad. <laughs> and there's a chance that it could slide and they get – they stay this bad. This is great. They are – so they're three and seven under Doc Rivers – the only team in playoff contention in the East that is that bad is um, the Sixers, who don't have Joel Embiid. Right. They have the of playoff level teams in the East. They have the worst record since right. Doc Rivers took over, along with Joel Embiid, the Joel Embiid less Sixers. What a disaster! You know it'd be funny if they suck in the regular season and then they're like winning the playoffs. Doc just, does Doc does the opposite of what he's always done. That's not Doc's done. history. Yeah, Doc wins three game sevens. Yeah, like oh, he's good to go. Then the, then everyone's looking around at the world like, is this about to end? Yeah, right it'd now? be very confusing. Doc Rivers wins a bunch of game sevens. We'd be like, all right, what's happening here?